0: My first digital product made over a million dollars. All my success as an entrepreneur kind of came from accident. And I tell people that I was successful because I was stupid, because I didn't get a business degree. I didn't have a marketing degree. I had no agenda except showing up every day and the path kind of laid itself out.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Robert. Today, I've got a great guest with me, a guy called George Bryant, who's really ripping up trees online, helping entrepreneurs be more, do more, and have more, along the same lines as I am too. He's got the same passion, same drive, same energy. And the first time I met him, I just thought, I've got to have this guy on my show to talk about his story. And um, George, welcome to the show, my friend.
0: Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm I'm having tea this morning because of my sore throat, but it's normally a coffee type of day.
1: Yeah, well, listen, bless you for coming on. A lot of people would have called it off, so I appreciate that. I appreciate your commitment to the cause.
0: Yes, sir. I, I, it's the one thing that's non-negotiable. I think it's why I'm successful as an entrepreneur. Like when I make my commitment, it's like you're going to have to kill me for me not to be there. I don't believe in yeah. rescheduling. I'm like, let's go. Let's go. Good so I'm, I'm excited to be here. So thank you for having me.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure, mate. I love the attitude. It's great. It's absolutely great. Well, listen, to kick us off, normally what I do is I ask my guests just to tell us a little bit about the backstory, what got yeah. them to where they are, um, what you're currently doing now, what your major passion is and drive right now and where you see it taking you in the future.
0: I love it. I love it. So I'll go reverse. I'll tell everybody what I'm doing now and I'll tell you how I got here and I'll, I'll save everybody. I take an entire episode to tell my whole story. So I'm going to give you the elevator version so we can unpack it. Sounds good. Um, so what I do now is I empower entrepreneurs. I love helping entrepreneurs ethically build and scale their company. And I, I, I primarily focus on helping entrepreneurs go from their first five figures to their first six, seven and eight figures through alignment of self marketing customer journey. And I do it now with some of the biggest companies in the world, big brands, billion dollar companies. And that's what I spend my time doing. And then I take all of their advice that they pay me. And then I give it to all the little guys for free. So I call myself the Robin Hood of marketing now. So it's kind of like my favorite thing. So how I got here is kind of an interesting story because if you were to watch a movie of my life, it would feel like seven movies in one that didn't make sense and didn't really meld together. Uh, and so multiple heroes journeys. So I, you know, grew up in, I'd say not the best conditions, drug abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. And so I ran away as fast as possible after living through that and joined the Marine Corps. So I spent 12 years of my life on active duty in the Marine Corps, three combat deployments. And I was like, yeah, <clears throat> this is amazing. I'm going to go 30 years in the Marine Corps and then I'm going to retire and hand out smiley face stickers at Walmart and end up like Clint Eastwood in grand Torino on the porch with neighbors. Like that was like kind of where I was going I didn't really have aspirations or goals um, outside of my career in the military it was kind of all in for me and so at 12 years when they're like hey uh, you're unfit for military service you're kind of broken to us now Mm -hmm. and I was like uh and I was blessed at that point to experience a lot of pain and trauma I lost my dad to cancer started to learn the importance of food and I was like, I'm not going to live much longer if I keep going this way. And I want to live. I, I, I had thoughts. I had attempted suicide. I'd done all these things after witnessing some of the things that I had seen. And I was like, I'm too chicken crap to do it anyway, so I might as well live, right? Because I'm either slowly dying or I'm living. And so <clears throat> I taught myself the importance of food. And so I was like, I'll teach myself how to cook. Came home from Afghanistan, and I was like – I need accountability. So I just started posting about it on the internet. And so lo and behold, six months later, I kind of became a food blogger by accident without even knowing what a food blogger was. This was 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just make recipes, post pictures online, and then tell people what I was learning. And people were like, I want more of this. How are you doing this? What are you doing here? <clears throat> and forgive my coughing, everybody. I have yeah. strep throat. And so I'll be sipping my tea, but it'll actually let me take a breath every now and then. (laughs) And so I started cooking on the internet. And so I had about seven months of being medically separated, having a job and then doing this. Um, So I kind of naturally got out and started doing this full time. And I didn't really know what I was doing. So my my thesis was this. If I show up every day, I post content and then I engage and respond to everybody who responds to me. They're going to tell me what they need. And I'm going to basically have the path laid out for me. And so I did that for about 18 months because I had enough savings to live. And then about 18 months in, someone's like, God, all your stuff's so good, except it's so hard to find it all because you have like 300 recipes on your website. And I don't like clicking through. You should make an ebook. I'm like, what's an ebook? It's like 2011. (laughs) They're like, put it all in one place. And so I did. Microsoft Word saved it and I sent it to them. And they're like, no, we should pay you. I'm like, why would you pay me? It's all free. And they're like, well, it's convenient because you put it in one place. Hey, upload it to this website called ClickBank charge $27 and then just tell everybody about it. Uh And I'll never forget my first digital product made over a million dollars. And all I did was give them exactly what they asked for. So I showed up consistently, congruently added value, regardless of a purchase. And then they're like, Hey, we really want to pay you. And so all my success as an entrepreneur kind of came from accident. And I tell people that I was successful because I was stupid because I didn't get a business degree. I didn't have a marketing degree. I had no agenda except showing up every day and the path kind of laid itself out. So fast forward, I ended up running that company to multiple seven figures, became a 22-week New York Times bestseller, launched the number one health app in the world, got voted by Apple as the top health app of 2015, had a million social media followers, blah, 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 blah. All of it was there on paper, and I realized I hated cooking and was completely miserable. And (laughs) so um, after some really deep introspection, uh, my wife being pregnant, me still battling the demons that were there, I realized that it was time to take a sabbatical. So I went to the jungle for 10 days, came home, and said, I'm not a food blogger. And so I walked away overnight. I gave the company away as a Christmas present to a friend. I just handed him the keys to a seven-figure company, all the followers, everything – I deleted my social media, changed my email, changed my phone number and disappeared for two years.
1: That's what and, I called a friend, by the way.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was a pretty good friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and in that time I didn't really have to work, but I couldn't just be still, but being behind the scenes was the only healthy place for me to be. And I just had a couple random friends reach out be like, Hey man, I know you're not doing this anymore. Do you mind teaching me what you did or helping me? And so I kind of just got sucked into this consulting role. And after two clients the kind of secret was out. And my phone just started ringing men's health, Adidas, Titleist, Vital Proteins on it, sports teams. They're like, we want to know what you did, how you did it. And so then I went behind the scenes for a couple of years and uh, Ryan Moran nicknamed me the Oz of marketing. I was the guy behind the curtain helping people do this and do that. And so I still actively do that. But to this day, I love helping entrepreneurs do the things that I wish somebody guided me on and do it the right way without ever sacrificing their soul or their integrity because the only true way to succeed in business is to be aligned with yourself. And you're not gonna find that out there on a napkin or a bumper sticker. They're gonna be like, upsell this, steal this, disrespect this, and if you don't, you're bad and wrong. And if you don't pay me this, and I was like, no, 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 no. It, it's extremely hard to pay me money. Like I make it virtually impossible to pay me money. Cause I'm like, if I want you to pay me $10,000, I have to have given you a hundred thousand in value. Mm -hmm. I have companies that pay me a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, I easily add a million dollars of value before they do. And so that's kind of how I got here. And so now Mm -hmm. I have an awesome team. I have a podcast. Um, I do events, but I basically spend 95% of my time giving away all of my content, marketing, customer journey, business, ops, mindset, personal development, breath for free. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, hey, if you like my crazy and you want to be a part of it, come party with me. And then when you don't, like go check out and build your own. And that's kind of how I got here.
1: Love it. I love it. A couple of things I want to mention, by the way, I'll pick up, I quite like the way of doing it sort of reverse, sort of back end (gasps) about face. So I'm going to pick up with what you just said. If you like my crazy, come and get some more, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. You know what I love about that is the fact that you're crazies, you're crazies, nobody else. And there's always going to be, isn't there, a kind of a gathering of people out there, a party of people out there that will love you and everything you do and you say and nobody else. And, and often when I'm talking to people, I see this common thing about trying to be somebody else. It's, it's when people take the, the, the kind of idea of modelling success and they take it too far to the point where they use, they lose their own identity in the process and they become a poor man's version of whoever it is they're modeling. Yeah. And and I think that's what's great about what you just alluded to there. And also you kind of trod on my toes just before I was going to leap in, my little eyes widened and you kept talking and you said exactly what I wanted to say. And and that is is beautiful, by the way, is the fact that, you believe that really one of the essential factors in being successful at anything is to be aligned with who you are, your true purpose, your passion, all that sort of stuff. And I kind of noticed that when you were talking uh, about it, like when you talked about the food blog initially and then helping entrepreneurs, these kind of opportunities open themselves up for you. But here's the thing, most of us second guess it. Most of us wanna put it through some kind of a logical process and think our way out of it or take so damn long making our mind up we miss the opportunity what i love about you is you you took a leap of faith you had faith in yourself and you trusted your gut and you went with the flow Mm -hmm. and and isn't it a weird thing that when you're going with the flow you remove the friction and the resistance (coughs) and life can be a pretty special thing
0: Totally. And I, and I'll say this for everybody listening, that flow was my wife was eight months pregnant and I was three weeks away from bankruptcy. Yeah. And so it wasn't an easy thing. I was willingly walking away from guaranteed Mm. revenue, but I knew that I would never be able to live while sacrificing myself. Like Mm. it felt like a chore. It felt like pain. Like it felt so different than who I was in my core that mm-hmm. I felt like it was preventing me from being who I was. And so that leap of faith took two years and it was this kind of incessant belief in my own intuition and in myself. And, yeah. and and there was resistance. I mean, I got blacklisted. I got like, I can't believe you walked away from our book deal. I can't believe you did this. I can't, I was like, we didn't have any commitments. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and, and all the kind of rubber fell, hit the road. And it was like, well, this is what I'm left with. And it was in those moments that I realized, like, at the end of the day, I'm only in a relationship with myself till the day that I die. And it's the one that most of us, myself included, neglected for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I got to have peace here. Mm -hmm. This is where I have to have peace. And if I have peace here, it doesn't matter what chaos, resistance, distractions, successes or failures come outside of me. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. And now I have this incessant pursuit of protecting that alignment with myself. And, and I do it at all costs, but you know, one of the things that actually came up on a call yesterday when I was getting interviewed and my voice was way worse yesterday, um, <laughs> was this, this concept of when we start spiraling, right? Like we, we get this idea, our intuition's there, and then we either toe touch or we question it. Right. And then when we question it, we tend to start to collect evidence and add stuff to the plate and we try to complicate it. And then what we really do is we increase the pressure with the mm-hmm. illusion of control And then we feel like we're out of control. So we try to grab more, but all we're really doing is breaking ourselves. And it's at that moment where you just take a step back, you take a breath and you're like, what am I doing? What's going on? And you like remove the resistance and you remove the tight grip and everything starts to flow and fall. And like you were saying, and I think we should all say it over and over and over again. What I've found is that any moment you can get a human back to, their actual presence, like their body, in their Mm -hmm. breath. Regardless of what's going on, the decision always ends up positive and is completely, completely easy. Oh, totally. We live in a world where it's like, no matter what drug you want, this is a good decision. You can go find a video on it. This is a bad decision. You can go find a video on it. I want to be envious of these lives. I'll go follow them on Instagram. I Mm. want to be upset and jealous of theirs. I'll go follow them. And I was like, but what you got to do is you got to remove all of it, put Mm. a mirror in front of your face and be like, what do I want? Mm. Like, what is I want in this moment? And it's, and it's a really, it's easy now for me to talk about, right? Mm. Like I'm on the other side in the big part, but I go through these things religiously. We just went through another one where my entire family, we decided to up and move to a state we had never been to because our intuition said, this isn't our home. And so we literally didn't sell our houses. We kept them. We didn't have a place to live. We've lived in 12 houses in the last six months with two kids, a teenager and a four-year-old changing schools because we're following a belief. And it's like, as long as we're clear and committed, we can go play that game and i think entrepreneurship's the same thing it's a yeah. beautiful game and the only guaranteed success you have is if you actually play the game full out it's the only way you have a chance to win yeah you're not going to yeah. win a game that you don't show up for you don't practice you don't do it and i was like but you also aren't going to win a game that you don't enjoy playing and no. so those kind of like how i live my life now
1: I, I, lo- I love that as well. And and coming back to this kind of being who you are, having in- integrity on the inside, it's rather like you and I, isn't it, right now? If we're, if we're you know, meeting each other regularly and, and, and let's say that you're, you're great at poker and I'm great at tennis, okay? And sometimes I'll play you at poker and you'll nearly always win. And sometimes you will play me at tennis and I kick your butt, okay? Yeah. But guess what? If we're playing for money, I ain't playing poker with you. Yes. You know, you've got to play a a, a game you can win. That's the other thing.
0: Totally. Totally. And I think to even unpack that further is you have to set yourself up to win in the games that you play. See, because Uh here's the thing. You might love playing poker. And so I'm not the person to start with since I have seven World Series of Poker Championship bracelets, (laughs) right? But if you enjoy it, there's no problem in you being like, I want to pursue this game. I want to yeah. practice this game, yeah. but there's levels to this game. And what's nuts to me is every time I hit a new level and pick it, revenue, employees, results, blah, hmm. I get there and I'm like, oh, I've made it. And I look up and I was like, oh, there's a hundred more levels at this level. Yeah. Holy moly, right? Like the dinner conversations, the investment conversations, the, the real estate conversations. But what I love is that I get to be in this ultimate pursuit of growth. Like Mm -hmm. I'm always gonna be a student. There is always gonna be somebody better than me. And so I now know that like, hey, when I'm gonna go into real estate and I'm gonna flip a property, I'm not gonna go buy a $5 million property and flip it. Even if I have the means, I'm gonna be like, hey, give me that $70,000 foreclosure, right? Like let's play Monopoly. And then I'm gonna get my feet wet. I'm gonna get my momentum. I'm gonna get my reps in. But I think the thread underneath all of it that we're really pulling at Is that you can only win a race that you run and i watch people all the time say like Mm. i want to go run a marathon i want to go run a marathon i'm like cool you can watch as many videos as you want read as many books as you want eat however you want drink however you want but until you lace up your shoes and go hit the pavement you will never get better at running
1: exactly exactly and and what what you've said by the way and and, and i'd like to just jump in on this as well
0: because it's let's go for it
1: again a key factor i think in why a lot of people fall over and take their skin off their knees you know, sort of metaphorically, is because when they when they go for stuff like that, like you say, they don't take it in bite-sized chunks. They say, oh, I'm going to do whatever the hell the big hairy audacious goal is in five minutes flat. I'm going to do And the minute they set that goal, subliminally, they've set themselves up for frustration because they know deep down, somewhere inside, they know they're not doing that. Mm -hmm. They know. So they immediately make life tougher for themselves. They know they're going to fail. There's a lot of angst, frustration, anxiety. And if only people here's another analogy, and it's happened to all of us, you know, you know, when when you've been Thanksgiving or whatever it will be, you'll get somebody that will bring you a plate stacked with food like this. Right. And you look at this plate and you almost lose your appetite sometimes because you think, how the heck am I going to eat that? And it kind of, and as a result, you don't eat very much. Now, if somebody brings you a small plate, like or not, you'll finish the plate. Go look for some more. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the same thing. It's so important to kind of, with entrepreneurs. Now, I I know nothing about the system you use, but totally. this is kind of touches on some of the stuff you were talking about earlier on. That I find, especially with entrepreneurs that are struggling, and it's a natural thing. They go, ah. Oh, God, this damn, it's not working, right? So they go, let's throw that at the wall. At the same time, let's chuck that and that and that, and let's see what sticks. And it's the absolute antithesis of what actually works, which is bring it all down to something you can actually manage and track. That's your best chance of success, wouldn't you agree? I
0: I literally, we have telepathy going on because (laughs) I wanted to pull that thread. I wanted to pull that thread. I, I completely agree. And I think it boils down to a couple things. So number one, I feel like what's missing in a lot of life in general, but we'll pull the entrepreneur thread is self-integrity, self-integrity minus the judgment, no Mm -hmm. fault, no blame, no guilt, no shame, but honest conversations, right? Like I'm good in business. I'm good at boom. And when I say that I also catch my ego, sometimes wanting to embellish those numbers to myself And then to those around me, which gives me a delusion of accuracy, which then creates that frustration because I understand that due to my trauma, my paradigm, and my story Mm -hmm. that I, quote unquote, used to believe I thrived under pressure. So I would create this false pressure that would allow me to distract myself because I was avoiding the one thing I said earlier, which was being in a self-integrous relationship with myself. Mm -hmm. And so when we really look at it, it starts with that self-integrity. Like all of us start somewhere. But the two lenses that I pull the most are you can't move the finish line and you can't move the fin. I mean, you can't move the starting line and you can't move the finish line. Mm -hmm. Because those are the two places we go. We either collect overwhelming amounts of evidence, we question our gut, we question our intuition, and then we create the self-fulfilling prophecy that like, look, it was hard, but you never started so you don't really know, or... We're like big, hairy goal. I'm going to do it all at once without planning and integrity. And then we're like, I can't make it to the finish line because I set myself up to fail. Look, it was hard. Look, I'm not good enough. Look, I can't do this. And then the pattern repeats. And all we're saying is, no, it's always going to be hard. But your success comes from inputs, outputs, and then adjustments. And so you make an input and you go. And here's the thing. I'd say for every million dollar business idea or $10 million business idea I have, I have a thousand that got smashed in the face. But every time I got smashed, it was another piece of feedback. And I was like, oh, we won't do that. We'll do more of that. Let's go again. Let's go again. Let's go again.
1: Critical. You didn't take it as a personal reflection on your abilities or your
0: self-worth. No, because when we really boil it down and I love your background in the brain and how you do this, which is why I'm unpacking this. Cause I, I get excited about this, but mm. even as a human being, like given any of our circumstances and anybody listening to this, whether you came from poverty, or you had a silver spoon in your mouth, whether you've been an addict or not, like I have been, mm. it doesn't matter. All of it doesn't matter. Like at the end of the day, there's only two things that we can control Two. That is it. And as a human being, those only two things are intention and energy. And if we spent some time with ourselves and checked in every day on, hey, you know what? I wanna build a $100,000 a year coaching business. I'm like, cool. What are the three things that if you did every single day would do that? And we know what they are. Of hmm. course we know what they are, right? And you're gonna be like, make 10 phone calls a day, deliver five client calls, right? And then create two videos a week. And I'm like, cool. Now I want you to go through and on number one, I want you to tell me what your intention is and what your energy is. And you're like, well, my intention's like a six. I'm like, cool. You're clear what you're doing, who you're calling. He's like, no, like, cool. So what is it really? It's like a five. I'm like, cool. Mm -hmm. Now, knowing that that moves the needle, you have eight hours of work on a scale of one to 10. How much energy have you given those phone calls? And they're like a three. And I was like, so cool. So as my buddy, Jim Quick says, you want to get upset about results you don't have from work you didn't do. And he's like, so look at it and be like, wow, what a gift. I said, if I made 10 calls a day for seven days, it would have a hundred thousand dollar business. Well, my intention's a six, my energy is a three, and I'm only making two calls a week. Wow. Okay, cool. Who can I call? Yeah. And then you just start making these adjustments. Yeah. And I'm going to say this because you and I probably get to similar places. I use marketing and business as my Trojan horse because underneath it all is just patterns of behavior. It's just patterns of behavior. And so you have to find your practice modality. I prefer practicing with marketing and entrepreneurship. Other people prefer practicing with working out other people prefer practicing with talk therapy or meditation or boom, but really all we're doing is we're all basically rewriting our simple programming of what we do consciously and moving it to become subconscious so that that momentum builds up and we have positive habits. But like you said, It's really, really simple. Whatever it is that you want to do, you make a declaration. You can have a big, hairy, audacious goal. Great. But what's the thing that you can do today? Like, what about Bob? Baby steps, baby step, baby step. Like, hey, I know that in 10 years, I want that thing. I'm like, cool. Well, would writing four emails today be a part of that thing 10 years from now? They're like, yeah, I'm like, cool. Then don't worry about the rest. Write the four emails Mm. and then give yourself space. Because Mm. the other part of all of this where I see people lose is that they don't use the space that they create. Mm. They think that more hustle, more work, more grind is going to create more results. But it actually dilutes all of them because that space is what allows you to stay plugged into your alignment. Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Boom. And fortifying that relationship with yourself. And so I'm glad you pulled that thread. And I, had, I needed to do that little like no. That little beautiful,
1: beautiful. I mean, after all, it's 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 the space between the notes that creates the music, right? Mm. Otherwise, it'd just be noise. Exactly. And it's it's like as you were saying, if you could imagine a ladder, <clears throat> if you had a, a, a bottom rung to a ladder and a top rung, that'd be fairly useless. Yeah. It's I think I think the message I'd like to get across to people, and I'm getting the feeling you you would as well, is it doesn't matter where you are yep. on your journey. The most important thing is that you realize you are enough. You are enough. You're not less than you need to be. You're perfect the way you are. You're unique. You have greatness in you. And maybe you've not fully tapped into that yet, but trust me, it is absolutely there. And it's okay to take things in bite-sized chunks because I'm reminded of something I learned many, many years ago that impacted me. And it was a saying that went, the only job that you will ever start at the top it's the job of digging a hole.
0: Yeah, that's oh, such a good quote, isn't it? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. That's good.
1: Yeah. So yep. it, it's it's mate, I'm 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 absolutely loving the energy here. I'm really um, uh, I'm actually <laughs> I'm already determined. You and I should become firm firm friends and talk all the time. This is yeah. Really, absolutely. Well, and really I want
0: to I want to say this too because I was the guy yeah that chased the dopamine yeah. Of the immediate result. But here's right. the thing. There's a reason when you study the greats, study any world champion fighter, right? Hmm. They'll literally win a championship. And the moment you ask them what they want to do, they're like, I'm going back to the gym tomorrow. Yeah. I'm exactly. going back to the gym tomorrow. Because the moment, the moment you lose focus and you celebrate that one distraction, it creates a self-fulfilling prophecy that dilutes the practice that went into it. Our job is to love the process. That's why entrepreneurship, you're either cut out for it or you're not. Because what I have a guarantee of is that it's going to be different every day. And that different is us literally giving up certainty of somebody else's nine to five insurance to go make a declaration to live in ambiguity Mm -hmm. and believe in ourselves enough to create something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. And in that requires us to fall in love with where we are. Now, here's the thing. I have eight coaches. Like I have a mindset coach, a hypnotherapy coach, a meditation coach, a men's work coach, a relational coach, a spiritual coach, plant medicine shamans. Like I am surrounded by teachers. Mm. And in some of the areas, I'd literally be like, I'm a one out of a thousand and others. I'm like, I'm a seven out of a thousand. But what's so beautiful every day, it's really simple to be like, how'd I do today? And I'm like, wow, oh yeah, I did this. I did this. And I was like, yesterday I felt like crap. I didn't do anything. Mm. And then I got to fall in love with that in that recovery period and boom. But what you're saying about always being enough at the end of the day, like no one's coming to save us. And that is a gift because we have full autonomy of the results that we create. What we don't have is full autonomy of how the world responds to what we create. And so what I love doing is building this accurate measuring stick and, and, I have like a theme every year with my students or mastermind members. Mm-hmm. And two years ago, the entire year, my theme was your measuring stick is broken. And that was my theme. And I was like, mm-hmm. because you're measuring yourself against possibility and potential, but not the accurate moment. And what you're doing is collecting evidence to be disconnected from the truth of where you are today, which is actually preventing you from getting there. Yeah. And, you know, metaphors and stories work. And so I tell everybody, I'm like, awesome, cool. I was like, tell me where you want to go. And they're like, awesome. I was like, open Google Maps or Apple Maps on your phone and type in the destination. Like, pick a place in the world you want to go. And they're like, I will. Cool. I was like, cool. Now on starting location, I want you to delete it and then hit go and tell me what happens. And they're like, it won't work. It won't work. It won't work. I was like, because you can't get anywhere unless you know where you are. And knowing where you are is radical self-acceptance of like, wow. Yeah. Like, This is what I'm struggling with. This is what's coming up. This is where I am. Holy moly. And that is the most empowering place Mm -hmm. that you can be like, oh, I'm not at the weight I want. I don't have the business I want. I don't have the employee. Oh, my marriage isn't where it wants to be. My relationship with my kids isn't there. And the moment you can look at it from a place of self-love and self-compassion, like, holy moly, the roadmap is in front of me. Your success is guaranteed. The moment you look at through the lens of fault, blame, guilt, or shame, stagnation Mm -hmm is guaranteed an amplification of the results that you don't want. And I'll, I'll end with this famous line that one of my teachers 10 years ago said this to me, and it took me eight years to understand it. I'm not joking. I don't think I really got this until about two years ago. And this little woman, I love her to death, Lisa Kalman. She's like 4'11", whopping 95 pounds. and makes my 220-pound muscular frame, like, <laughs> cower with her words. And she looked me dead in the eye and she said, you want to know something? I was like, of course I want to know something. And she's like, what you resist persists. What you resist persists. And I was like, huh? Huh? And then she's like, whatever you focus your energy on, you get more of it. Hmm. Whatever you leak out, you attract back in. That negativity breeds more. You're upset about you not having this and you're thinking about not having this and not having this and not having this. Well, All of those of moments of opportunity to build something different. Yes. And it's profound. And I've literally found that the easiest shift is just awareness and then action, awareness and action. I literally I was so like I'm like a little kid when it comes to my own healing and like I need Mm -hmm. like framework sometimes. And so I was like, oh, I'm doing it again. I literally went through these four A's awareness, acceptance, action, and attitude of gratitude were like the four A's that I made for myself. And I was like, Oh, I'm doing it again. I was like, Oh, here it comes. Right. Like I want to judge myself. My wife's mad at me. I got feedback from my kids and boom. And I was like, no, no, no. Cool. Accept it. Like, forgive myself. Yes, I did that, but I can do something different. And I was like, what's the one thing I can do right now that does something different. And that was action. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and then the moment I'm done, I get to celebrate it like, wow, I did it like, look, I shifted out of it like, wow, I made the shift and I would practice that hundreds of times a day until it became subconscious. Yes, but it really, really boils down to it really, really boils down to presence and practice presence and practice. And I I love it. And yeah, for everybody listening, I'll, I'll echo it again. You are the person, like I, I think anybody listening to this, I say this all the time, just by you listening to this, I know that you're a world champion. You're the best in the world at being you. You're listening to this because you want to be better. You want a better business. You want to make an impact as most conscious aware human beings do. And in understanding that it's your race, the best coaches in the world still can't compete in your race. And so you have to know that you're the champion. And then we will help you and guide you and make iterations. Hey, don't do that. Try this. But ultimately, every day, it boils down to you. How you train, how you eat, how you recover, how you think, and how you program yourself. And so I just want to acknowledge everybody for hearing this. And if you were looking for a permission slip, I'll write you one right now. You can be you. You can own you. And you can do something today, every single day, that makes a micrometer or a maximum difference, micro or macro in your life differently to have the results that you want, but all of it really boils down to like, wow, he just said that. Wow, well, you know what? I haven't been to the gym in a year. I'm going to go for a five minute walk. Cool. I haven't had enough water today. I'm going to drink six ounces of water. God, I didn't sleep well last night I've been prioritizing my teeth. All right, cool. I'm going to bed at 8 PM. And all of those things add up consistently over and over and over again. And so that's what I would say. George, it's not
1: often I'm lost for words. I'm not going to add to that. It was you—you—you you, you said everything so beautifully, and I, I had to resist. I was—I was so going with you and wanting to kind of contribute, and and I thought, you know what? You're saying all that needs to be said. It's succinct to the point, emotive, and I know a lot of people are going to get a lot of joy from this this video. I've had a great time doing it with you. I mean, yeah, me too. And I want—I want to say
0: something on that, and I'm glad you didn't. But here's the thing, and I want to say this yeah. to everybody. I'm talking to myself. Like I'm literally coaching myself. These are the things that I have to write on my sticky notes in front of my desk every day that I have calendar reminders that I have team members on my team that text me and remind me, Hey, your workday is done in 30 minutes. Make sure you go cook dinner for the family. Hey, you're not allowed to take any calls before this time. And our job is to recognize this and build a world around us that supports us in our greatness. But I want everybody to understand that like i'm not sitting over here like on top of a mountaintop doing tumo fire breathing in the himalayas like i got it all figured out i'm like that's the goal that i'm going to but i've really learned to love the process and that in my opinion by just understanding that all of us are growing every single day Mm. and the more that we share with each other and we're in the trenches with each other we can celebrate it and i find a lot of joy in those moments and I live by this. I think the most beautiful parts of life happen in the messy details. Mm. And I say this to everybody because I don't want anybody to ever think that I'm over here like I have it all figured out. Because if you heard the conversation 1130 last night between me mediating my 16-year-old daughter with my 38-year-old wife after losing a lawsuit last week, my CEO being moved out of the country, me losing a company, having to fire this and do this, you'd be like, what? And I'm like, yes, and in this face of all of that resistance. Because every day I'm just like, nope, forgive myself, love myself, move forward. We're able to hold and create something completely different. And I think that that's the most powerful place to be. And so in my opinion, as long as everybody listening to this understands that you have a gift and your work is the gift and it's your story to tell and you just pick it up piece by piece by piece. And I don't care how fast it takes or how slow it takes for you to finish that book. I just implore you. To write at least one more word in that book every single day hmm. and make a commitment that every day you'll add a word to the book. And if you feel like adding a sentence, add a sentence. If you add a paragraph, add a paragraph. But the only way you lose is if you stop writing the book of your life. And so I challenge everybody just to write one word a day.
1: Hmm. Love it. I love it. And I, I can sense you, you really mean that too. Because I, I, I sent—I I sensed a shift in you when you were saying it. And uh, that's beautiful, man. That really. Oh, is-
0: the, t- the, tears, the tears are here because. Um, you know, when I attempted suicide, when I was an an addict, when Mm. I was depressed and in the hospital admitted because of my PTSD and depression, like those moments were dark Mm. when I'm in war and losing friends, like there are 10 moments in my life where I look at, and I was like, I'm not getting out of this. Like, this is it. This is Mm -hmm. the moment like in combat and everything else. And it was this inner guidance or outer support Mm -hmm. that always got me to put one more foot forward and one more foot forward. And I think the most powerful growth mechanisms are simple. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I look at my four-year-old son and I was like, how ironic at 38 years old, I spend five, six, and seven figures of therapy for them to remind me how to live like you. Hmm. And that's really it. And he's like, bump my knee, pick it up. Okay. I'm over it. Oh, daddy got upset. I did this. Oh, cool. Do something different. Up, oh, boom, different. Up, oh, boom, different moment to moment. But the one thing you'll always notice about children is they're constantly in forward motion. Yes, absolutely. Beautiful thing.
1: We can learn a lot from kids. We definitely can. We definitely go. I, I, I've got to say as well, just quickly in closing off, because I, I want to be cognizant <coughs> of your time. Um, that uh, it's gone. It's gone right out of my head. Do you know what? What you've done is you've actually stimulated so many trains of thought. It's gone right out of my head. So I'm not going to close with that and I'll probably cut it. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> I say leave it. I say leave it for the authenticity. And by the way, because I'm a marketing guy, yeah, that, that effect is called the Zygarnik effect. It's the yeah. science of open loop. So I know you're going to message me when you remember what it is. And I can't. Yeah, I here. will. I will. Because now, now <laughs> it's driving me nuts. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. i'll put a bow on this one and i'll wait to hear from them
1: <laughs> but listen george it's been an absolute pleasure mate you have been one of my favorite guests you really are it's been stunning i've loved it and i wish we had more time we could I, I quite happily sit here with you for a week but we've all got other things to do i guess um before we go where can folks go to find out more about you and what you do if they yeah. want that and i'm sure they will
0: yeah, I love it. So there's a reason that I called my podcast on my website, mind of George, because most of the time I believe it belongs in a straight jacket, but if it yeah. is your level of crazy, then you can come check it out. So I would say the best place is my podcast. But all of it's linked in the same place. My website is mindofgeorge.com. And then my podcast is The Mind of George Show on every platform you want. And I'd say listen to a few episodes just to make sure it's the right, you know, pick up what you're putting down. But I talk in every episode on how to find me and how I can help you. And we will have to do this again. I'd love to have you on my show and we can unpack it because I don't have a timeline, but we can go for four hours for all I care.
1: Lovely. Sounds uh, good to me.
0: We'll let it go. And so for everybody listening, (laughs) um, I do have to say this. You just gave me the gift. And the only gift that I can ever repay, which is time. And so thank you for sharing with me. Thank you for trusting me. And thank you for listening to me without, regardless of what you got out of this episode. Um, I genuinely appreciate your attention.
1: No. Bless you, George. You're a genuine force for good, my friend. And I really appreciate the time you spent with us. Thanks. We'll so do much. this again soon. That's a promise. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, George. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you so much.